0: All You Need To Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business.
1: Brought to you by IIFL Securities.
0: Good morning. We're back after the long weekend and it's good to be speaking to you this morning. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint. Today is the 13th of August. Over the past month, there's been a bit of uncertainty about the overseas dollar bond that was announced by the finance minister in the budget. There were reports that the prime minister's office was not too keen on the exposure to overseas debt. But now the air has been cleared and it looks like the overseas foreign currency bond is once again on the table. In an interview with the Economic Times, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said availability of surplus liquidity in the international financial markets provides India an opportunity to access funds at lower borrowing costs. He said India needs funds for its infrastructure and borrowing overseas makes investments economically viable. He also reiterated his pledge to spend 100 lakh crore rupees on building roads, railways and other infrastructure over the next five years. That kind of spending would definitely be a fillip to the economy, which continues to show signs of slowing. Growth in India's industrial output continued to moderate, led by weakness in manufacturing and mining segments. The IIP rose by 2% in June over last year, compared to an increase of 3.1% in May. It came in slightly ahead of expectations, though, of a 1.4% rise. Yesterday was Reliance Industries' AGM, and it was filled with stunning announcements from the chairman. The company aims to be debt-free over the next 18 months by raising funds and selling stake in its various businesses. Mukesh Ambani told shareholders that RIL plans to sell a 20% stake in its refining and petrochemical business to Saudi Aramco, bring in strategic and financial investors in its retail and telecom businesses, and also evaluate value-unlocking options for real estate and financial investments. Read all that on the website BloombergQuint.com. Now, Ambani also announced the rollout of the Geo Gigafiber from the 5th of September that will offer free voice calls for life from landline phones, high-speed broadband with a minimum speed of 100 megabytes per second, and free high-definition television and dish with a minimum monthly subscription of 700 rupees. It's bad news for Jet Airways lenders as billionaire businessman Anil Agarwal after expressing interest in the airline, said yesterday that he was no longer interested in the deal. In international news, the International Energy Agency has said that the outlook for global oil demand is fragile, amid growing signs of an economic slowdown, which squeezed consumption growth during the first five months of the year to the weakest in a decade. Brent was trading at around 58 dollars 5 to a barrel, last I checked. Hong Kong's airport reopened early this morning after thousands of protesters staged a mass demonstration that led to the cancellation of hundreds of flights. Investors and business leaders are growing increasingly alarmed by the fallout of 10 weeks of anti-government demonstrations that show no signs of ending. Now, Argentina's capital markets have crashed and indeed fallen through the floor. In the wake of President Maurizio Macri's stunning defeat in primary elections over the weekend, investors dumped stocks, bonds and currency in a sell-off that left much of Wall Street wondering whether the crisis-prone country was heading for another default. Understandably, there's a broad risk-off sentiment in Asia, and that follows a close on Wall Street. U.S. indices ended lower after investors chose to buy more safe-haven assets, and that included bonds, gold, and the Japanese yen. All three averages in the U.S. ended lower by over a percent. In Asia, the Nikkei in Japan was lower by 1.4%, and the Kospi in South Korea was trading 0.6% lower. The Australian benchmark was flat, though. With that, it's over to Agam Vakil for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Agam.
1: How are we looking today? Good morning, Alex, and good morning, listeners. Well, for now, let's start off with the S&P Nifty Futures, which isn't really indicating too much of a move, a marginally upward move, if at all, considering we are looking at a lot of global volatility. But in terms of stocks, as Alex has already mentioned, Reliance Industries will be in focus on the back of its AGM yesterday. But besides that, in terms of earnings, we are in the final leg and we will have Coal India, ONGC and Sun Pharma announce earnings today. So let's talk about earnings as well as some news which came over the long weekend starting off with Balakrishna Industries which did post weak earnings with a decline of 11% in revenues and 22% decline in profitability. And moreover, the board has also decided to put its 100 million dollar investment in its Greenfield Tire project in the US on hold for now considering a challenging business environment. Now it's been a subdued quarter for NIT Limited as well. However, which may come as a surprise for some, the board has approved a proposal of a share buyback of 16% equity capital for about 125 rupees per share, aggregating to 335 crore rupees. Now, do remember, NIT did close at a little less than 98 rupees per share on the Bombay Stock Exchange last Friday. Moving on, Cox & Kings has achieved standstill for 180 days as per inter-creditor agreement. Companies UK Arm has declared insolvency and the travel company has also withdrawn the proposal to give dividend of 1 rupee per share, citing the current financial conditions of the company. Moving on to other key earnings, we have BPCL, where earnings were largely in line, revenues rising only 3%, but a sharp drop in net profit by as much as 66%, largely owing to that contraction and margins coming in at around 2.9% against 6.5%. But it's a relatively steadier quarter for Mutut Finance, where net interest income rose 9%, profits were also up 8.5%. But not such a great quarter for Mother and Sumi. And yet another disappointment considering revenues may have risen 14%, but margins came off substantially to just 7.2% against 9.8%, because of which net profits declined 25% to 332 crores. A much better quarter for DeVise Laboratories, where revenues rose 17%. And even though we did see a contraction in margins at around 33.3% against 35%, well it's been a relatively steadier quarter as compared to many others. And an even better quarter for Godfrey Phillips, where revenues rose a staggering 40% net interest income rising 2.1 times at 118 crores. and Margins, of course, also, well, substantially rising to 23.9% against 16.5% with cigarette revenues and cigarette margins essentially driving growth in all parameters. Now, these are just some of the stocks that you can watch out for as we move into trade today. But don't forget to go through our morning edition of All You Need to Know, only on BloombergQuint.com. Thanks, Akham.
0: Well, that's all we have for you on this podcast, but there's a lot more on the website, bloombergquint.com, so do check that out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you could listen to the show on the IBM Podcast app? On the IBM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyruses with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IBM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.